0: This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and back-end solutions. You can find them at Zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C dot com. Hey guys. Today I sat down and talked to Cody Rye. Cody is... Pumped about hunting, passionate about football, loves the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but also a, a big component of Cody's story that's super inspiring is at a young age, he got in a pretty major car accident. With that, he was paralyzed from the waist down through hard work, discipline, therapy. He got to the point where he got movement to below the knee. And with that, he played football. He played football for the Ironwood Red Devils. I actually played against him. Uh, So to hear about that journey is crazy, but also just his overall positive attitude and outlook on life is inspiring and something we can all learn a lot from. So I really enjoyed this. I hope you do as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Cody, thanks for coming in today. No, for sure. It's glad to be here. It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, here to talk about really no agenda, but hunting and fishing really is what, or do you fish as well? I know you see, um, hunt, I don't right?
1: get into fishing too much. I like to go, but mm-hmm. I do like the charters. Um, and then here and there, when I get free time, just go for panfish, walleye, anything, but I'm not too big on the
0: fishing part, but I still like to go. Okay. So. so really on the hunting side of things, right? Yep. Uh, has that been a world you've always been engaged in? As- yep. So it started just with being even like.
1: two years old my dad would take me out all the time um we consider it north ironwood um we'd head out there and we'd you know started with the grouse hunting and then we'd go baiting for deer and just stopping guys would be at their camps on sundays and stop by talk bs everything so and then it progressed to get older and then when i could start bow hunting and rifle um getting out with my dad doing the youth hunts yeah um it just kind of progressed
0: from there so Right. And currently still you're living in Wisconsin, but actively hunting down there. Do you ever make it back up to the UP to hunt as well? Um, so I haven't, it's probably been about
1: five years since I've hunted, maybe longer that I've hunted Michigan, just because, uh, the deer population isn't where it's at it, you know, where it used to be Mm -hmm. and just paying for out of state license and everything. It does get to be a lot. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I get up there, I do hunt up there still for rifle season, um, but I hunt the Wisconsin side, uh, on my mom's side, my uncles, they have a camp in called Saxon, Wisconsin, Okay, just West of Ironwood, about 15 miles or less hmm. and hunt out there. Me and my cousins, um, my uncles, it's just, and my friends, they hunt over that way. It's, it's a good time. You still get in the up North, you know, everyone just not on the Michigan side. So,
0: right. right. Yeah. Uh, and, and the hunting side of things, what are you been mainly focusing on deer, turkeys, yep. anything? Um, like- mainly uh, deer hunting is my favorite, um, with
1: all that um bow hunting a rifle um i like to i just got into turkey hunting back whew, i want to say 2015 that's i really got into it two of my buddies um we were hanging out and they said well we're gonna go scout for turkeys tomorrow morning i'm like what the heck what are you guys doing you know i am not used <laughs> to this I'm like wake up early come with us we'll show you yeah ever since then it's been. i'm like this is cool you know yeah so i got into it um turkey hunting is awesome like every spring now that's my thing but for sure deer hunting is my favorite um you know i do it with my buddies family it just brings everyone together you know and i like even if you don't kill anything it's just the being with everyone the experience being outdoors and just the camaraderie with everyone is
0: the thing i like too you know yeah the experience okay growing up did you guys have the the like the up traditional hunting camp and then every oh, yeah. rifle yeah, you, season you got together and all hung out there oh yeah you yeah. can't
1: you did camp hopping i went used to go to my uncle's camp and my cousins would be out there in north ironwood and yeah it was a tradition and like my dad would get me out of school early and that was a up there when i was still in high school you got opening day deer season off yeah. like that was what you, you got <laughs> off that first school and yeah. you know i'd get out of school and that you would meet at a local we called it mel's bar or how bar um in north iron meet there get on the buck boards and everything and and then you just did your routes every year and got to see everyone because sometimes that was the only time you got to see some people and it just it was pretty cool right um it just the up hunting style and then you know and he'd always like during the week after that buck levaster would be on and everything so my dad would turn that on so yeah we it was pretty cool yeah and it's how yeah. i want to say it i don't want to say it's dying but it's it's kind of faded away um I me mean, a lot of it has to do with people you know they are getting older um and two it's just the deer population isn't how it used to be mm-hmm. and um it, we can't just blame the wolves it, it, the wolves are a huge thing out by us yeah. you know um there's coyotes the bear um there's just other factors mm-hmm. we haven't had too, i mean harsh winters yeah i haven't lived up there to consider a harsh winter so i can't say anything living in green bay we don't have two harsh winters yeah <laughs> compared to living in Ireland. but. Um, there's other factors too that do play in there, um, but everyone's got their own opinion. So,
0: yeah, right. No, it's. Uh, I think it is going away somewhat for sure, from mm-hmm. what I see. I'm talking the camp tradition side yep. of things, uh, but it's still there. We have a camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of my extended relatives and friends have camps as well, right. but it's not the uh, like you watch some of those old Buck LaVassar yep. videos of of deer camp in the UP and the, the right. traditional. Uh, pilgrimage people would make from downstate to come up here to come to their deer camp or whatever it might be it's uh, right it does feel like it's somewhat going away hey
1: it, to me it does it really does um and it's tradition i love to this it, you still love it going camp hopping and seeing everyone just talking and listening to maybe they weren't even true stories yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> But everything. But every year you hear the same story, and it's some different every single year how they say it or how they shot this buck and that buck. But yeah. it's just it's fun to hear because it's the camaraderie and everything, and uh, it just it it does seem like it's fading. And, and like I said, there's a few factors I think that play into it,
0: so. right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that talking about old stories. I mean, yeah, you could hear the old buck tell the same story 20 years ago. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. unreal every time. You know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and even, you know, in mm. the camp that I hunt at now, I'm
1: still, I hunt up North, but it's, um, like I had said it over in Saxon and early two thousands, it was phenomenal hunting. And there was one weekend, I can't remember what year I was still younger. I didn't hunt over there, but my uncles, I think quite a few people at our camp had eight pointers on the buck pole. By Sunday, which oh. Wisconsin opens opens on a Saturday all the time, and I think there was like six or seven eight pointers wow. and it's <laughs> nowadays if you get one eight pointer that's dang that's awesome, you know right so but
0: yeah it's uh I mean I, I can feel myself changing like mm-hmm. we have a hunting camp yep uh, but I've I, I lived out west for a while and I just loved hunting out there. We still go out mm-hmm. every year uh, or as much as we can and but that super mobile style of hunting, uh, really made me, uh, it's hard for me to sit now. Yep. Uh, so up here I've been trying to just still hunt and track and whatever else. Right. So with that, I found that I've been traveling all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it, like you still are at the camp, but then also instead of like, Hey, taking a wheeler out behind camp and setting up at your stand. Right. I'm more prone to be driving 60 miles away and going hike somewhere or something like that. Right. Uh, but if, so it feels like that a little bit takes away from that whole camp. Right. Vibe and, and, and feel, you know what I mean? yep uh but also too i think i've wondered if it's it's like a new like all the uh there's like a new style of hunter out there almost you know like super informational driven well a
1: lot of that comes sorry to
0: cut you off a lot of that comes
1: with just the way technology is increasing yeah we have onyx the app you have everything and just a lot of technology that comes into play um and with everything, you know, with the wind and all that that day, the deer will be moving in this direction, and people go off of that. And back in the day, you just went out in the woods and you hunted. You didn't. I mean, sometimes, yeah, they judged off of that. But mm-hmm. just way technology is changing, Onyx, using different types of other apps. Um, I, I do see what you're saying there. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. But what about for you? You said that you and some buddies have a, a lease. Yep. Uh, and, and one of them started an outdoor yep. page. So, What's it uh, called? this boat last year,
1: um, a buddy of mine, my buddy, Derek Shavers, we got a um, lease with a few others. Um, our buddy, Chad, um, his younger brother, Steven, uh, Derek's brother, Steven, his dad, Ray. And then uh, my buddy, Matt, um, he just came on this year cause we got more property and everything. And, um, so we hunted last year was the first year we hunted on the lease. We got two beautiful bucks off of there hmm. out of the five guys that were hunting. Um, you know, we did wound one. My buddy, he'd like to take that shot back because it was one of our biggest or one of the top two bigger bucks. Yeah. I um, he'd like to take that one back. But, um, yeah, it's it's good. And then um, last fall, my buddy did start Whiskey Outdoors. Yeah. So it's like an Instagram page. I mean, he posts all of, like, you know, our turkeys, fish, everything's on there, you know, deer kill, all that. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool thing that he does. So, yeah. And it's like... So he just did with the wisconsin so made it sound whiskey so
0: it's kind of a cool thing that he did yeah so. right but no what about for you though i feel like I'm, I'm just putting myself in your shoes when i grew up i went hunting i didn't think about the wind i didn't think about hardly anything i just went out there and see what happened, right right whereas now i feel like if you're hunting in this lease you guys are probably pretty technical thinking about the wind thinking about travel corridors thinking about food this that are you are you taking a very we, technical approach to everything
1: we do in a way but in a way too you just your deer hunting, anything can happen to me. That's the way I see them. It just kind of go off of. We talk like, well, this stand's been seeing a lot more deer. So, mm-hmm. we, all right, let's go try this tonight and let's have, make sure you have a guy in each stand. Like, all right, you know, we've been seeing deer here, deer here. Let's try that stand. Make sure you check over here, over there. But we do take other considerations in play too, you know. Okay. Uh, We're the wind and all that. So, right. And, you know, like, while well, this happened, you know, we had some of our big bucks. Um, we had. uh, what the heck's rather nicknames one was big ray we called it um i forgot the other one we had a nickname for and everything be like well you know he was here with this type of weather and maybe someone should sit here but kind of go off of that also yeah so and you know with the for me because i have the wheelchair and stuff it gets to be harder um for some stands i can sit in Mm -hmm. i guess um so it kind of depends on the stand that i want to choose that night um my other buddies, they do have like tree stands that are more mobile. But now with this past winter, I got like a track chair for hunting, so it'll probably be able to open up my horizon for more stands, I guess. Get me into the woods, because um, it used to be just I brought a four wheeler out there, used my hand crutches, to walk to the stand. Mm-hmm. Now I have this, like it's more. You can get through the woods a lot easier, quieter. Instead of a four wheeler, don't have that smell, exhaust smell, mm-hmm. and a big four wheeler just sitting there, you know. So right. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I'm excited for this fall for sure. It's be a different style I've never had really before. Yeah. So,
0: right. No, a lot of what I'm curious about today is um, hunting's my world mm-hmm. year round. I think about it. I'm engaged in it. Right. Uh, I mean, I've got other things as well, right? Family and work and th- and whatever. But I'm saying on a hobby level, uh, there's nothing that's more important to me, mm-hmm. uh, and it's meant a lot for me. Whatever else, so I'm just curious what that has meant for you as well. Um, but you, yeah, you learn how to. I learned a lot from hunting growing up. I mean, other things I've learned, too, you know,
1: other factors in life from sports and, you know, other things going on. hunting, you've learned a lot, like, getting out and enjoying the outdoors. Um, And just the hard work it does put into there, the patience for hunting. Yeah, growing up, I sat over bait. Mm -hmm. You know, understandable. A lot of people, you know, they don't care for that, but it's just the way I hunted on. Um, Especially not being able to walk around, sitting in a stand, waiting, you know. At least I had to have bait on a runway. (laughs) Right. But... You know, you learn, you learn patience with that and you, how do I want to, you know, you learn discipline because, you know, patience with the hunting, um, you know, I've missed a really couple of nice bucks, you know, hunting and disappointment. Yeah. And what do I need
0: to do next time to correct what to yeah. fix that? So, right. No, and the, and the, and the, bait component of it, a part mm-hmm. of me at times is like, oh, sh- I don't know how to describe it. I don't hunt over bait currently okay i think i'm a better hunter if i don't yep uh and that's strictly what it is i don't mind if anybody else baits but there's a a part of you that's like uh apologetic mm-hmm. for it or something like that I, or, or, I see what you're saying there yeah you know what i mean you're, or, or you're
1: feeding them they're used to that you know it's kind of like having a farm where you're feeding the cows <laughs> yeah right
0: <laughs> or, or or even i mean but uh, baiting as uh a, like a, a social trend is going away, right? Most hunters across the nation right. probably would, uh, are a little bit against baiting, right? If you had to just generalize everybody. But also I, I'm realizing that like baiting in the UP is a traditional use yep. practice, right? right. And it's it's a generational thing. It's a historical thing. And typically you're hunting such thick timber and thick cover that that might, that was really the most effective way to do it. Right, right? exactly. Uh, so because of that, since I was, nothing but carrying on a tradition and even still today i think you're carrying on a tradition uh so i think it's cool and i'd want to respect that and right and withhold that right uh but again it's just not something that i, I just think i'm a better hunter if i don't bait really but. yep i understand and
1: that was kind of a our tradition too growing up it's you know, like dad I'd, on sundays we got to go bait the stands and even in the middle of the week sometimes you'd be like dad'd be the surprise and hey we got to go bait the stands. like oh heck yeah you know you're excited as heck to go jump in the truck and my dad would log up the dog let's go out and bait the stands and do, it was just as fun to do you know right. and to me it seemed like a common practice and then when you start to get older and you're watching hunting shows you see it and you're traveling for hunting seeing how different you know there's baiting bands and different
0: practices that they use in the states so it but yeah yeah no and you mentioned the wheelchair mm-hmm. uh have you, I mean, that's gotta, can you get into that story? Are you comfortable with that? Oh or yeah, what?
1: we can do anything. I, nothing really, I'm fine with it all. So, okay. Um, back in July of 98, um, I was in a pretty severe car accident. Uh, my grandpa was driving. My grandma was in the passenger seat. I was in the middle, um, in the lap belt. For some reason, I thought that was cool to do. Yeah. Um, sitting in the lap belt. And then my cousin, she was sitting next to me. She had the regular seat belt coming across her chest. Um, we are going down U S two towards Besmer, Michigan. Um, well, ESPN video. So the ESPN did a video. I mean, they put it on there to me. They said we were going to get timber. There's, we weren't going to get any timber because we had a car. Right. So, um, I think if I believe right, we were going to get a birthday present. Okay. That's what we were going to do, um, for one of our family members and the oncoming car, the driver and the passenger had, were both sleeping and then the driver had fallen asleep, crossed the center line, and struck the car at the time. So upon impact, I had folded. And my cousin, she was from Minnesota, so she we had Lake Superior rocks in the back. Mm-hmm. They don't know if the seatbelt caused my spinal cord injury or if the rock flew from the trunk and hit my back. Okay. Um, they don't know. So that had happened, and then um, with that injury, at the time, I was paralyzed from waist down. They flew me to Duluth, Minnesota, so with rehabilitation and everything throughout my life, I only have paralysis from ankle to toes now. Okay. So I just can't move my feet. Um, so I can move my at my knees and everything. I drive without hand controls. So that was a huge accomplishment in my life during driver's ed when I was 16 and everything. So, hmm. um, yeah, and it, I remember some things from that day, but not much. And a lot of people, I get the question a lot, do you remember walking younger and stuff? And I don't because Mm -hmm. it was such a, I happened when I was five. Right. You don't remember a lot from that. And I do not even remember being in the hospital much from when I was a kid at that age, going through a lot. Obviously, my parents do because they were there. I mean, they were my age now that I am at now. So just uh, being at that age and imagine if I had a kid going through that, I don't know how my parents did it. Yeah. Uh, But they did a dang good job. Right. So a lot of good support, though. We have a lot of good family that supported them and friends, too. So. Mm hmm but, uh, yeah, it was pretty severe at the time, but it's something I try not to have hold me back and just keep going. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's unreal. And, uh, that's a testament, I think, to how resilient, I mean, you were, but how young kids are tough. Right.
1: Okay? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it just, um, uh, yeah. And I don't know how I, I got through it, I guess. And just maybe my determination or everything. And right. thinking back on it, it's like, how didn't I die? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you know, from the accident, the pictures, Um, and just, I don't know, thinking back too, is like if I was sitting in a regular seatbelt, but that was the side the impact happened on. Maybe I would have died if I was sitting in that other seatbelt. And
0: there was a reason why I was sitting in the middle for that day. You know, you never know. Yeah. So do you look at life as, uh, uh, things are meant to be kind of thing, or do you explore that? Um, I really don't have an answer for that. Okay. You know, um,
1: I don't know. To me, I've gone through life that you have setbacks, but just, all right, how are we going to get through it? Let's, we'll get through it and we'll go out of the next, you know, we'll tackle it. Let's go on to the next thing. Right. I've just, I've had many setbacks in life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't try to have anything try to slow me down. I mean, that's kind of, if they do happen, it's like, all right, you know, it's, Take it on, let's move forward. <laughs> right,
0: right. No, because I could... I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes yeah. going through that. Obviously, it's a it's a very tough right. deal at a young age or whatever else it might be, but you've got a, a progression of, of timelines in your life of how you would look at the world. And I right. think that would ebb and flow and change from one feeling to the next, right? But that's true about anybody, right? Well, but, grade school, it was tough uh,
1: growing up. Yeah. I mean, there's many times because a lot of my buddies... Um, they were good they're awesome to have mm-hmm. but you got to see them ride bikes and everything and i i had like three-wheel bikes and everything and go do things play they had baseball in the summer i didn't do that there's a few times you know you're you're younger i remember crying and stuff you're asking well why me you know and stuff yeah. and if you th- you're young you're you don't want you want to go do things that like your buddies are doing play baseball do this play basketball you know mm-hmm. and uh the play football do this be part of that and you just never got to but you know, you just move through it, I guess. So. Right.
0: Yeah. But I think that, uh, you know, what, I guess what I'm, what I, I think what I'm getting at yeah. is that absolutely, you're going to have those right seasons of life where you're frustrated. Right. Uh, where you're angry, where you're upset, uh, but also seasons of life where you have understanding. Right. Right. Uh, and you get to that point, but that's why I'm curious if you, if you get to a point where you, uh, cause I mean, I, I, absolutely. Everybody's had setbacks for sure. I've had right. moments of my life where I'm, very frustrated why is this happening to me whatever it might be right uh and then i'm curious if you get to the point where you say uh if you can get to the point where your your it leads you to different ways of life or meet lets you meet different people or do different things that it's uh or or impact the rest of the world in a certain way that there was that life is meant to be a certain way i don't know if you think about that at all or not um
1: maybe i don't know, maybe they god did have me this way you know just because of my attitude and show people that you can get through things Mm -hmm. um just with me being able to play high school football um and progress through the things and do things even with my job that i have now there's a so we have storm trouble um working at the power company we have storm trouble and this past august we had to go down for storm relief in milwaukee area for another power company some of the linemen were like they're like, you know, you know, you don't have to come check this. I'm like, yeah, oh, X, screw it, I'll just mm-hmm. jump in my chair and let's go. And they're like, I cannot believe that you're doing this right now. <laughs> you know, I'll be out there with them and we're looking at a broken pole, and they're like, I give you credit for doing it. It's like, well, maybe it. I was put to have this accident, I guess, to show people that you can get things done. Yeah, um, there's ways to do it, I guess. So, right. I mean, a lot of the things is just you got to set your mind, your goal, or just just do it, just go with it, and um. There's a lot of times people are like, well, don't you get embarrassed or anything? And it's like, no, you just got to, people got to understand that sometimes you're not able to do things and Mm -hmm. it's not embarrassing. You just can't do it. You know, um, tell you the truth going through my life. I've never really talked to people kind of in my situation. I have, but I haven't. Okay. Um, and I've never gone out and done talking to, in regards to my injury or anything like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, it's, uh. I wonder if there's a – would you you think there's ever a benefit in that, in finding people that are – that have the same – similar story and just ask them what they went through or what feelings they had as well? There could – I wish maybe down the line if someone, you know, is
1: really down the dump trying to show that you can't get through this, I could be like a a positive action for my – what my injury was to show them that you can't get through this. There's going to be dark days. There's going to be positive days, you know. Yeah. But so like i mean i had a huge setback back in 2020 um in the fall in the winter i had a pressure wound that got infected Uh and something i'm not used to you know and there was was a long time i was not able to do things and everything and i had a wound vac from january to august yeah but a lot of my friends you know that they're like family to me got helped me get through it and my own family too you know they Mm -hmm. helped me do things and plus living in green bay i wasn't by my mom and dad um and all that so they just a lot of my friends helped with everything and going to appointments
0: and you got to have your self-determination just you got to do things on your own too yeah. you know so right and you had mentioned about opportunities that leads to you eventually espn had come talk to you yeah right what so, was that experience like it was cool so what did it what had
1: happened so was it going into so at the end of my senior year i played football you know junior for ironwood um So, I started my sophomore year at football, started with JV. And because before the doctors were like, no, you're not playing. You're going to get injured more. I'm like, just give me a shot. Let me try it once. Um, And like, how the heck are you even going to play? Like, we'll get a process. We'll do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I played defensive line. And a lot of my teammates, they would, you know, when I went in, they'd bring me out, say there was a long run or a long pass or something. We wished that didn't happen, but sometimes it did. They knew to come grab me, and then we'd have the replacement go in. Um, or if we are going on offense or anything, come grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got through that junior year and then senior year finished through everything. Um, I think I got the Gil Hurd award my junior year and then senior year I was up, um, somehow I got nominated for, I don't know how it went. I got nominated for the Rudy award. It was called. It was a national award. Okay. I got nominated for that. Um, kind of someone who was playing high school football, who was going through, who faces adversity and still proceeds through to play like i was uh, one of the so with the rudy award is you receive the award and you get a scholarship and hmm. they have first second and third place i'm mm-hmm. um, going through that some of the um some for example the guy that he did get first when i did it he was playing he was wide receiver with one arm hmm. the dude could phenomenal receiver he could hmm. catch a ball he was great I totally wanted to be beat by him because he deserved it, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I might up in second. So that when that had started, so so the committee that votes for you is like uh, old NFL players and someone that's involved with football pretty heavily throughout the country. Yeah. Um, ESPN had found out about it. Mm-hmm. I think what had happened, my dad was at work. Um, he works for a power plant at Excel Energy over okay. in Ashland.
0: Yeah.
1: And he got a phone call, I, th- I believe, and I was at my grandma's house. And he he's like I think this is legit. He called me, and then next thing you know, like it started to just pursue from there, and filming started after football season though, and it just it was phenomenal. It was really cool. Um, they did a lot of filming at the U.P. All Star Game in Marquette, mm-hmm. um, which they didn't show too much of that in the story though. They showed a little bit, which which showed more though because it was that was a big thing for me as a huge accomplishment to be in that All Star Game, right? Um, and then uh, finally in the fall of two thousand eleven, that's when they. Posted it on E60, huh.
0: um, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, but what was that like? Because I mean, you were in football and at first. The doctor, you said the doctor said you're not going to play football, right? And you said, no, let me show you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it, football. It, it
1: took a long time because they wouldn't not they wouldn't sign a waiver or nothing. Yeah. And finally, my sophomore year, they did. Okay. Um, and it, I just, I just give me a chance, you know. And I'll, I said, if I get hurt, it's my responsibility. You know, I'm not blaming anyone. It just, it's part of the game. You get hurt at any, even if you were. Fully healthy and not in a wheelchair, you're gonna. There's a possibility of getting hurt. It's football. Mm-hmm. It's a contact sport. Right. It's a very rough sport. Yeah. So,
0: uh, but then, still, to have that potential award and mm-hmm. then have ESPN come in there and telling your story is that was that pretty cool?
1: It was. It was awesome. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't. Some people may say this is different, but I don't like to be the center of attention. Yeah. I'm a, and you were the center of attention for a lot of things because they did awards. Um, they did the Rudy Award ceremony like at our high school because I wasn't able to go to the actual one. It was just wasn't worth. It was just a lot of, it wasn't a lot of money, just a lot of time constraints. It was my senior year. When you're going through a lot, you're getting ready for college mm-hmm. and everything. It just wasn't gonna work out. So they, the Ironwood High School, put on one for me, which was really cool, um, just for me. And it was cool, but I just I don't like being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. So it just you know like yep, I did it. I did it. I busted my butt. I got
0: it. It'll just proceed. You know. Yeah so uh, it's kind of my mentality to have, so. Right, no, I kind of, uh, we were talking about uper tradition and Youper right. mentalities, I think that fits that whole the theme of the culture and the <laughs> Sisu and the, <laughs> right, you know. The, it, is, it,
1: it is up here and it's it's kind of cool, like even living, it's just the whole, <clears throat> I always tell people, like living in Green Bay, UP football is different, it's a different type of football, There, you know, and one time I had one person, well, what's different, it's like, High school football is different on a Friday night in the UP. I mean, yeah, it's starting to decline now. You're not ha- you don't have many eleven man teams left, but it's different. The towns there, it just you know, it's big rivals. You know, for us, it was like Ironwood and Hurley, like that was the battle. Yeah, and you know, and in, in the West Pack, you know, Calumet always used to kick the crap out of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but it was just it. Everyone, the parents traveled, the town traveled. You had the students they traveled and you're not seeing that as much anymore and and even going because i coached football in green bay for a while i'm at bayport high school okay um hey don't get me wrong it's still it's high school friday night football but at the up is just more it's special it's different you know it's up football yeah (laughs) you know and And, it's it's even to this day i'm in green bay like it was last month i was going into a country concert at the rash center um me and my buddy and my girlfriend and his wife are standing in line and a guy walks up to me he goes are you cody rye i'm like yeah i am actually he goes i remember you playing in the all-star game i'm from north dickinson i was friends with like jake Nurmi, who was on your team i'm like that's cool you know you still get that to this day yeah and you just you know everyone you know like reading them like a good buddy of mine that he lives in green bay now and i never played against him in high school is mike schmouse from montanagan hmm. And we just talk about it and talk about, yeah, we played this team. We all know each other. You remember names, and it's just different. It's it's cool, though. Yeah.
0: You know? You said when you were at the UP All-Stars, Crows
1: was one of the coaches? Yep, Crows. So Crows was our head coach. Yeah. He was awesome. <laughs> he, he was funny. But he was a good coach, and yeah. he was very disciplined. Like, the first day he looked at us, he said, boys, we're going to hit today. And I'm like, awesome, let's do it, you know? Right. Very good guy. And he had fun, too, though, when he did it. but. He was a very good coach and you respected him just from day one you knew like he gave off that vibe and you're like I, you respect him as a coach because we knew how he was though because i played against calumet you knew he was a very successful coach yeah and you have a few of those in the up in northern wisconsin that you know who they are and you respect them just from knowing their name like you knew Ed from crystal falls yeah um an instrument you had olsen they have solid foundation programs so you respect them just by knowing them not even meeting him you just had respect yeah so i remember him and you had respect and we had uh, our defensive coordinator for that game was tom wender Okay. and he used to he was a long time iron mountain coach and i believe nmu okay i think it was his last game ever coaching was that all-star game that year but i could be wrong Okay. but uh it was cool just to have those guys around and then um it felt really cool it was like where i practice that week and santilli from crystal falls came up to me and he's like i've always wanted to meet you and it's like what the heck i always wanted to be you you know you're cool (laughs) yeah because you you, we just to see the success your programs had and uh he shook my hand and i thought that was a really cool thing you know yeah to be acknowledged like that so
0: yeah but you still coach recently you said so i used to um for
1: two years i coached at bayport i was at the middle school um i did seventh i coached seventh grade Um, The second year, once middle school was done, um, I got asked to help on the varsity, which they made a run for state that year. Hmm. Um, Weren't successful with the state win. Um, But with taking a new position at work, it was very hard to find time to be fully committed because I don't want to, you know, be lazy and I want to be there, be the coach there full-time, not there half the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't do it anymore, but hopefully down the line I'd like to do it again. So it was just... um, how do I want to put it? It was a very good opportunity, and you you see the kids, they look up to you, uh, you know, hard to say. I don't know what to say the words, you know. Yeah. So you have a good feeling when you leave practice, and, you know, the kids look forward to that every day to, you know, come to, come to practice to see Coach Rye. Yeah. You know, that's what they want to come talk to you and give you, you know, a little bit of crap and everything. But mm-hmm. that's the thing they look forward to, and you feel accomplished with that, and you feel good about yourself. that you wish you you're passing on good good vibes i guess to them you know
0: yeah so, you did enjoy that i love I mean, it It sounds like it
1: i absolutely yeah. loved it um and i it, every this past fall was my first year not doing it yeah um and it, it stunk you know and because sometimes i'd have to drive by the practice field to go home and you'd see them practicing it's like oh man i miss it so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> so i still try to go catch a game down in green bay and when i'm up in Ironwood, um and, and i try to catch a game too and everything
0: but yeah Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and back-end solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at ZeroTech today at zerotech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. No, because part of what this is all about is... Hmm. Uh, the obsessed podcast, right? What are you passionate about? Uh, and I'm still conflicted on what your passion is. Should you try to make that into your profession? The answer should be different for everybody. Right. Uh, right. But uh, I guess I'm not trying to say like, Hey, you should go be a football coach and go in the NFL or whatever else, but you're, you're pumped about hunting, right? Uh, you're, you're obviously super excited about coaching football. Right. I just think there's a cool space to be intentional to somehow make that a part of your life.
1: Exactly. I do do it. So, hunting, you know, I always make that part of my life. Um, just with my career right now, I needed to do a big focus on because I did a huge transition in my roles at work. Okay. And uh, I had to take football away for a little while just mm-hmm. to get that focus, but I do want to get it back in my life. To this day, if I could, if I was guaranteed a spot on an NFL team to be a coach, I'd, I love my job. I love the career that I work at right now, but I would go that route right <laughs> especially yeah. for the dallas cowboys we get coached for the cowboys dallas, so, <laughs> you know yeah but it just um
0: it's not very many positions like that in the world so no right no and i don't know again i'm conflicted because I, I, the yeah. hunting world is something i'm just pumped about right, right. Uh, and i've thought a lot about being a guide potentially right. but i've been wondering like is it would it taint what you're into uh, and i've said it enough on here talk to enough people that i don't think it will or or else you weren't that passionate about it in the first place right um or again, I mean, you you guys start you talked started you talked, you started that or your friend started that whiskey yep hunting page, uh, something like that's enough. Just dip your toe in it and see what it's like on the hunting side of things. Would you pursue a, a a life in that world at all? Like a, you know, again the hunting pages, the hunting YouTube channels, stuff like that. Um, I like to go. I do have a passion for it. I'd like to. To get
1: into the social media, the video part of it, I don't know if I would go that far into it. I like to do it for myself, be out in the woods hunting, right. pass it on to you know one day when I hopefully have kids mm-hmm. and family and friends. That's that's what I like. I do like the hunting part, just getting out in the woods, um, just being out there in the fall, the smell, the smell of dead leaves, just being just around your buddies, the camaraderie for hunting, and just you know, seeing all the animals and all that—even if you don't kill anything, you know, or mm. shoot anything—I should say, it's just cool to see how how that how that is, and just watching deer when you're in your stand. And um, I don't know if it would be a route that I would pursue. To tell you the truth, for guiding, um, uh, I don't know. I'd have to. It'd be a big change.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I don't, I don't think you have to. I'm just right. curious if there's right. a if you ever think about that world or think about the football world and think that if you'd anything, like to. If I knew if I could make sure my bills were paid,
1: have a solid foundation, I would probably pursue the coaching in the NFL, if anything, if I yeah. got to it. Yes, I would. Because yeah. you're still going to get your – I mean, yeah, it's during the fall, but you could still find time to hunt and do all that. But it's just – I'm very passionate about football. It's my thing. I I love it. Yeah. I, I really – like last night I stayed up just to watch to see what the Cowboys picked in the draft. Hmm. It just – I thrive off of that because I believe – football provides a lot of life lessons Mm and so does hunting but football provides a lot of discipline and working for what you want to Hmm. you know if you're not starting don't take me wrong with this but a lot of parents they say well my kid's not starting this well sometimes their kids not putting in the work they half the time they don't show up for practice Right. right well it's you need to be self-determined. You're gonna bust your butt. You're gonna do it when no one's watching too. You, you're you're gonna put the time in to get there. Mm-hmm. So you can start. I mean, look at J.J. Watt for example. Growing, up. he was at Central Michigan. He busted his butt and he got he walked onto the Badgers and now look at him. Where he was, he got he deserves to be where he's at. Right. You know, um, a lot of those guys. You know. Like, two, two of the guys, well, three, I like J.J. Watt, but two of the guys that always stick out in my mind that are hard grit, you know, they busted their butt where they're at, and seen their life was Mike Allstott and Jason Witten. Hmm. Um, just leaving their biography, they busted their butt to get where they were at, and Jason Witten had a rough life growing up. His dad wasn't there much, and, you know, he just he worked hard for what he wanted. Hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, funny, because when we first talked, you yeah. uh, we were mainly talking about hunting side of things. Yep. Uh, so I want to realize that football, if you had to throw everything else aside, football right. is probably what you're most excited about, hey? Eh?
1: I really, yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> I do. I, hunting
1: is one of my excitements, though. It really is. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take that away because it's. I love the hunt. I love the spring turkey hunting. I love the fall. But mm-hmm. I, I get so dang excited for football, high school, high school, college I get into somewhat. You know, the badgers are my favorite. And NFL, I, I just love it. I really do. Yeah. And it's, you know, on Sundays though, I'm going to, I'll watch the games at nighttime, but I'm not going to waste the day sitting inside watching football. I'm going to go out and enjoy the outdoors when I can. Right. But uh, I I just love it. I really do. I love the football part. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Huh. So you're pretty engaged in the NFL world as well. Yeah, I am. Okay.
1: I am. Um, Some of the things I don't agree on for like lately, how these players are like, like, well, I don't like this. I don't like how things are going. You know, they don't stick it out. I want to be traded. Mm. To me, I understand that's their job. I and mean, if you don't like your job, you want to pursue a different route. Right. Don't, don't blame them. But in a way, too, you're showing kids these days that it's okay just to give up. And i not say give up, but you're not facing adversity or difficulty. I understand if a coach is being a jerk or something, right. But, you know, face those challenges and keep moving through and you never, you might have a successful team, you know? Mm-hmm. And what is it? What's showing, what's showing younger generation that, Yeah, you know, um, they, well, I don't like my high school team. I don't like my coach. I don't want to play or I, I just want to go. I want to go across the border, play here, play there. I understand if they have a successful program, you know, you do,
0: but, mm-hmm. um, to me what is that kind of showing (laughs) right yeah and also it teaches them that the individual is more important than the team right right exactly and you're
1: just worried about yourself and it's more it's a team sport yeah 11 guys on the field right there (laughs) right you know all 11 to execute their job to be successful to score that touchdown to win the game or not have you know you're on defense not having to score a touchdown or a field goal it's it's yeah you're, to me it seems very self-centered but i do get it in a way too because it is their job yeah and if things aren't working out sometimes it does make sense for them to move to another team or pursue a different route
0: but mm-hmm. yeah so when you're laying in bed on a saturday night and you got something you're just pumped about you're thinking about or dreaming towards where could life be 10 years from now football is a big part of that equation
1: to me i just want to be successful in my career that's the one thing i'm dreaming about is to have a a house house be successful make sure i still have you know be able to retire at a good age a good family yeah but don't get me wrong yeah football i you know you're reading i'm reading up on the cowboys doing this doing that but hunting too though you have hunting articles i kind of fluctuate (laughs) but okay um my big passion if anyone asks me um any of my friends, they're like, it's the Dallas Cowboys. It's Cody. He loves yeah. f- he loves football. That's what people, you know, it's it's football for him. You know, so I I love on Sundays inviting friends over. We're watching football, grilling out, a couple drinks, and stuff. But that's my thing. But yeah. um, And if people ask too, they're like, yep, hunting season. Cody's not going to be around. He's gone bow hunting. He's gone rifle hunting. So it's kind of the passions I have. I guess they're the top two. But football's a, it's a huge thing for me. It really is.
0: Yeah. No, not that we have to rank them, right? right. We don't right. have to say one is better than the other, yep. but, um, yep. or I, it doesn't matter. Right. I have no concern. Right. It's just curious yeah. where you're at or what. No, you're, that's fine, man. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and the football world is, I mean, it's yeah. Fun to get into for yep. sure. So w- have you always been that way? Like when you were trying to get into football, was it like, uh, oh, yeah, so, I, 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 I need, this has to happen kind of thing. Or what was that?
1: I loved it. It just growing up. Cause my dad, he's huge in football too. i mm-hmm. um, he was Huge in hunting too. Right and i don't know everyone said he brainwashed me at the cowboys thing but he yeah. didn't we just chose a good team <laughs> yeah so and just my dad was that same way um he just he loved football we always had the cowboys on you know every year for christmas that was my dad's christmas gifts a brand new cowboys hat and hmm. everything so it, it kind of i grew up with that and just, we were my dad would take me to high school games we'd go watch ironwood or we'd go watch hurley play um, cause i had family growing up they played over on the other Outside of the river there in Hurley, so Mm -hmm. it just and it's like growing up. a lot of my friends were in sports, and football was the one that always was my favorite, and just the contact sport and the team. You're with the team. You're not. It's not individual. Right. And uh, just a passion that I had, I guess, growing up. So and I just I loved it.
0: Yeah. I should have you move just a tiny bit closer. Um, You're doing good. Yeah. Uh, But that first time you went and played was that a pretty surreal moment i still remember it to this day so we were
1: playing hurley uh, it was jv game thursday night playing on ironwood's field um and it was it was phenomenal um i got to go out and you know some they wanted me like the doctors wanted me to wear a neck roll and everything because they thought I'm, i ripped the dang thing off after that game it was cosmo i thought i was gonna get hurt more with just having the dang thing out you know right so i got rid of that but just when i got out there the crowd went absolutely crazy (laughs) and i remember it and we were actually winning that game and it got canceled at halftime or they shut it down because of lightning yeah but it was i still remember that and another one that sticks out to me is my first varsity game we were playing holton and i got in um I don't know how true it is, but someone said they were at the local grocery store, Super 1 on US 2. They said they heard the crowd from there. I'm like, huh. I don't know if that's legit. right? But I'm like, that's pretty cool. And I still remember going in and everything. And um, the first play I was in, they they had an off in on the defense. They called my name, but I didn't move. And I'm yeah. like, what the heck? Why yeah. am I getting called? I didn't even move. <laughs> and that, the guy to um. my right, he moved. And I'm like, well, whatever. You know, he just took it like a grain of salt. Right. Um, but that was, I remember that very clear. And, a lot of the games I remember, you know, you remember the All Star game, and um, one of the games that sticks out too was playing in Calumet my junior year. It was a mud game, and it was just muddy and everything. And I got a few good tackles that game, and but we lost still, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah, you remember the crowd and going out and just the the feeling and the lights uh, at Longyear Field, and it, uh, I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> so and Ironwood football program it um kind of faded away a few years after i left okay um but they did start it back up now they got good coaches there they're getting it's eight man football um i i just think the students lost the passion and it's the way technology is the video games and they don't want to face you know being yelled at anymore because they yelled at once they quit to me that's what i see right you know and we got yelled at a bunch of times when we were playing and and you took it and you took that anger and you. Believed that the next play you know he ran over the guy <laughs> right, right but um it's good to see that it's back though for at least i wouldn't like i said in the up you're not seeing many 11 man teams anymore i think there's 24 left i believe okay so
0: yeah. yeah no i could see that i mean were you pretty nervous though those first times oh, i mean i'm nervous i was nervous I, My first i was place, nervous
1: yeah. i was nervous i'm like how's this gonna go and even talking to some players that played against me in hurley um because they're always our first game every year we always played hurley and they're like, I don't even know how to tackle this guy. What right. do I do? You know, and that's kind of my advantage of me. Like, they didn't know what to do, so they kind of stuttered, and I would be gone, you know. Right. I was so nervous. I had butterflies. You know, I wanted to, that first game. I was like, I got to get there early, and I got there way too early. And you're getting there early. You want to get your pads on. Yeah. And all that. And But after a while, you get into a rhythm. It's just another game. You're getting ready to play, you know. Yeah. So, But the all-star game... I got that butterflies again because yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> when you're going on the All Star game, you run out of the tunnel, you run individually, and they introduced you, and the crowd and ESPN was there. You have a camera, and the crowd just went absolutely nuts. And I was like, "This is cool." Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, yeah,
0: no, that's cool. I mean, Thank it's you. just uh, uh, such an awesome story. Obviously, Thank you, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Just to overcome that, and, right. and even for the doctors, I mean, you could have easily said, "Okay, doctor, I can't play football." Right, That'll exactly. That'll be what it'll be. And every yeah. time,
1: so it was uh, my doctor, Gordon in Duluth, because he was my hip and back doctor. I every time I go, I, can I play football? And no, code, you know? Right. And finally, because I I started about my seventh grade year, I started going to the weight room a lot more often. because I, I did get bigger. Okay. Um. So I don't know if that helped a lot. Right. <laughs> too. So
0: I don't know. He then finally. He said, all right, let's try it. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also just cool, too, because you carry that passion with you.
1: Right. Right? Ex- exactly. I-, I try to carry it, and then that's, like like I said, I would like to get back into coaching. But nowadays, I haven't been doing it lately, but I try to. I still work out. I do um, boot camps. Um, we call it boot camps out of gym on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And huh. last year I actually did my first 5K. It was the pack, Green Bay Packers 5K. Mm-hmm. So um, this year I got some goals set. Um, I want to do a Murph on Memorial Day, and, you know, in memory of the veterans and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just a pretty intense thing. but And then I'd like to do a. So they do have the Bellin 10K in Green Bay. It's, so it's a hospital down there. It's a huge 10K, and I'd like to do that too. It's six miles. So do it sure. in my chair. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What's a, mur- a Murph?
1: I've heard of it. So a Murph, um, I don't know the backstory. I believe this is a workout that a veteran used to do, and he did pass um, in battle. Okay. Um, I believe that's true. I could be wrong. Um, but what the workout consisted of is you do one mile, um, then you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. When you're done with that, you do another mile. Huh so yeah yeah <laughs> pretty intense
0: <laughs> crazy so, so for memorial day year, are yeah so Memorial
1: day we're doing it at that gym that I, I so i go to a gym called body it's oh. in hubbard was it's just north of green bay okay it's in howard um so we all agreed we're gonna do it that day and i'm like all right i'm gonna do my best to do it i don't know if i'll finish it but i'm gonna try like hell
0: <laughs> yeah right like, yeah cool um But no, I know what you're saying. Like uh, on the football coaching side of things, I'm saying, hey, you should make sure that you have that part of your life. But at the same time, you have to, I mean, career choices, life choices, if family is a priority, um, retirement, all that kind of stuff, it's all good to keep in mind. Right. But I think it's healthy and and beneficial to just keep that dream alive.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Um, And I want to keep it alive. Um, That's why I'm still active, trying to stay on top of with the local football program you know in the green bay area fox valley area so when i do get back into it i'm well aware of things and Mm -hmm. the head coach um him and i we actually shoot bows in the summer together (laughs) Mm -hmm. we have a uh, bow night so he's there um it's pretty cool and um he said anytime i want to come back i'm more than welcome he's like we loved having you the kids loved you so i was like that's that's cool you know so i do want to keep that alive because um i do see a little attitude change in myself when i am involved with that you You know, I just love it. You you just, you're involved and it's the drills, the games, and I don't know, I might get more butterflies than the kids do when you're doing, (laughs) you know, when you're coaching the game. You know, they're in seventh grade and I don't think they understand it just yet, but you're the coach. Right. So, and I just hope I'm passing on good lessons to the players um, with life and even with the game when I'm coaching them.
0: Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, playing football or playing basketball or whatever you played growing up, you didn't realize at the time, but yeah, sports are teaching you some awesome lessons. Oh, exactly. I totally agree. No matter
1: from basketball to baseball to hockey, you're you're learning so much life skills and just working as a, because they're all team sports. You're working as a team. Mm -hmm. You're facing adversity. You're going to face that. So with my career now, um, I work for a power company called Wisconsin Public Service. And um, we have Northern part for electric and natural gas, and down in the Green Bay. I mean, I had a few jobs that I didn't get because just um, they're trying to be nice about it, but I just wasn't able to get it because I couldn't perform the task safely. Yeah. I just, you got to keep moving forward. You know, what's the next goal? What's the next goal? And now where I've landed. I never thought I'd be in the position where I thought I am right now at, at Wisconsin public service. So
0: mm-hmm. it's a cool position that I'm in and they've been a good company to me. So I can't complain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's unreal. I, again, the, the lessons that it mm-hmm. teaches you, I mean, again, you right. just applied it right there. Right. Right. To keep pushing, keep fighting. Right. Uh, but it's funny. I don't know that you should, I'm just thinking, in that age, when you're in that high school sports team or whatever else, you don't realize that.
1: You don't. But that's okay. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's okay. It, is, it to, is. To be able to reflect back on that and you realize can reflect that later. And,
1: you know, oh, this is why we did this. And then, you know, this is what Coach meant when he was saying, you know, keep moving
0: forward with this. And
1: right. It, it does, it starts to click. It really yeah. does.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good reminder for coaches and teachers and parents as well is that it seems like sometimes you're not getting through. Right. But if you're persistent with your message and consistent with your message right, that you'll get through, it might be five years later. Right. And yeah. one of the – that does stick
1: out. Uh, I bring up the All-Star game a lot because I, I love that week. It was, I learned a lot playing with other players from – because at the time it was the West and then the East. And uh, one of our trainers, he gave me a wristband. He was from North Dickinson and said the last play on there. Huh. Um, they had a player um, for the background they had a player he had I think he had drowned it and you just so you never know when your last play is so you take that into consideration with life and you want to do things because you never know when your last day is going to so I, th- I think about that so much I have that wristband saved um, you never know when your last play is you, and in, in life you never know when your last day is so right. you've got to live life to the fullest do that go travel you know it you know ask just do everything just try to do it go if you want to go to that game go do this go to that i understand you know financials and everything can be a burden but right just go do it Just you do your best to do it yeah <laughs> you know set yourself up so that's i take that into consideration you thought back then you, i didn't think about that then during that ulster game then now you think back on it it's like that's why i have that wristband save and you look at it once in a while it just brings a good memory
0: yeah the last play it's is it's called was.
1: the last play okay and I forgot the guy's name even too, who our physics trainer was. Cause what had happened, he, him and I got to be pretty close because the first day of practice, I have these ankle braces on, I snapped it mm-hmm. and he would have to tape it up every day for me. <laughs> and he's like, you're keeping me busy while I'm here. I'm like, Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, I want you to have this. Um, and then he told me the story and I believe that is the full story. Like I said, it's been 10 years yeah. or more. And uh, you, I reflect back on it big time. And then um, another coach, Doug Hodges from Baraga, he gave me a wristband that the players would wear. You know, there's the four Fs that you have in life, faith, family, friends, football. So I still got that one saved too. So I, I, I reflect off of that a lot, and he gave me a sheet of um, the definition for faith, family, friends, and football, and it was a little sheet they have, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. So...
0: funny how those little meaningful moments can
1: they do right mean a lot yeah exactly exactly and um even like at the gym i go to um the owner name his name is brian and he came up to me one day and he's like dude i love how you work out and i'm like why is that he goes you just adapt to change and and uh and he's like people don't you got to, you take that into life because people don't want to change in life, but you yeah. have to, you have to adapt to the change, you know, mm-hmm. for example, you know, you could lose a loved one or anything. You just got to adapt to it. Or me, I have an injury. You got to adapt to that change. What am I going to do? Well, I'll just still do the
0: things I love. So. Right. Yeah. The, but thinking about those moments or a wristband type of thing, growing up, we played basketball against Otanaga, Yep. and a kid in my grade, Kurt Blake okay. what was his name. Do you know him? I don't or know, know of him. He had unbelievable basketball player, like super athlete football player too. Right. Uh, he would just compete so hard, uh, to the extreme of, I swear he'd be puking after third grade basketball tournaments right. and stuff him, just cause he tried so hard and he was so good. Uh, but he ended up a horrible story, snow, snowboarding accident, ended up passing right. away and we really liked him. I mean, we, after right. games, we'd laugh and joke with him and have a good time and after that our team felt like we had the special connection with it, right. him and that right and we'd wear I don't know if we always did this or many times or whatever but I remember going in and we'd wear like wristbands and commem- mm-hmm. and like r- to remember him and honor him right and it, you could tell that meant a lot to his dad I mean obviously he could never replace anything but and another story with that too speaking of UP high school football um so the other team had Dan
1: Olson he was yeah. the quarterback right um he um I don't want, but he had taken his life back right. in 2011. He played for Saint Norberts, and his dad goes around now, Jeff Olson. He doesn't coach, I don't believe, for ice anymore, but he per- puts on a good presentation for um, depression, mm-hmm. you know. And they they did the do it for Daniel, and they ended up winning state, and it was, and it was a good success story. And you know, I understand, you know, it's it, the loss of Daniel's life isn't is not good, right? But his dad's, you know, trying to get it out to others too that there is help out there for that kind of things. Yeah. I think he's doing really well with it. And I got to sit on it once he came to green Bay and I went and it was a great presentation. I mean, w- obviously, you know, he didn't want to see Daniel go, but it was a good presentation for others to go off of it, to reach out for help when needed. Right. You know? Right.
0: And think about that. Hey, the, hmm. uh, the hardship mm-hmm. to go through that. Right. But then to be able to uh, rise above, it's not the right word, but right to, to be able to just spread positivity
1: because right. of it. and be, I, yeah. I give him so much credit. I mean, he's standing up there. It was his son that he lost. And yeah. He's telling the story, and it takes a lot of courage to do that, you know, in the presentation. And um, his daughter was there, I believe, too, and she was helping out. It, it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you just lost you lost your son, you know, and you're you're trying to help others so they don't do that. Yeah. And I give the guy a lot of credit for doing that. So, yeah but if so if anyone that does listen to this if they want to check into it it's do it for Daniel and it's uh, i think it's a great thing to check into and um i think i believe he goes to high schools even to put on the presentation right um for teenage with depression and all that
0: yeah so. no it's obviously and it's uh, obviously a super mm-hmm. important message and conversation right right uh, that a lot of people probably aren't having or, Correct. or i mean it's yeah bringing it to the forefront and being willing right. to talk about it right uh is super beneficial right. and then obviously how powerful a message to come from right right
1: exactly yeah. i agree and that's one question i do i get a lot f- from people um is um growing up you know with the wheelchair young age you know how did you fight battles with depression and i can say I'd not rubbing anyone's face but i never did really i had good friends and family Mm -hmm. i had got some really cool friends you know they're Mm -hmm. like my brothers to me um and they were in my espn video and some weren't and they've always got my back and i got their back when i need it you know Mm -hmm. so i'm very thankful even today and my friends now that i have today because sometimes you go different routes and your friends from high school and Mm -hmm. some are still your friends but i just got cool friends you know that they got your back and they're very supportive so, yeah and they you know you need a helping hand and you know i still have friends that are they're youpers the down in green bay and i think that's just the mentality we do grow up with living in the up you always lend a hand when you need it yeah and pick pick someone up i mean that's what i get a lot so yeah you know and it's even friends i didn't even grow up with like my buddy mike schmaus uh he's from montanagan he's always got my back you know and helping when i need it and um, I had another buddy from you and Colin Olskog and everything. They always got your back. And then I never went to high school with the They became my buddy just from living in Green Bay, you mm-hmm. know, so.
0: You were good buddies with Tyler Gottschalk too? Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. good
1: buddy. I was with him last weekend. Okay. He's a heck of an athlete. Yeah. So he's a good buddy of mine. We were friends um, starting when we were four years old. So um, growing up, there was always – so I had um, – Two good buddies growing up from high school. There's Tyler Gottschalk and Tyler Munt. Okay. <laughs> They're always the two Tylers. So, right. But, yeah, he's a heck of an athlete. Yeah. And, uh, he went on to O'Claire for to play for a little while, but he doesn't do, he's not in any, like, he's going, he was going to wrestling school, actually, to <laughs> tell you the truth, and he's a heck of a guy to pursue that right. um, for, like, WWE. Cool. What so, time? yeah, and it's one guy that I know for, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it, so yeah. give him a lot of credit for that. When I was
0: a junior, he was a senior, and he was a, uh, a phenomenal basketball player. Just tore us apart, very good. and he played at yeah.
1: Gogebic, too. When he uh, so he played there, I believe two years at Gogebic. and he all around athlete. He's good, and he's not going to rub it in your face, but he's just a natural athlete. Yeah, and. Uh, even in football and he was the quarterback sometimes we had i think it was one well, we were playing Lance in homecoming he i think i swear he, let, he had the play go for 12 seconds or 15 seconds yeah. cuz he ran across the field like three times <laughs> he just never would go down you know
0: right
1: but he's a good buddy of mine yeah
0: yeah i remember he i just remember him cuz he was so good he just yep. tore us apart right he was
1: good and he uh yeah, he was in the All-Star game with me too and he was in my ESPN video um and i remember he was always good with kick returns um, and the teams would always play when they watch their film I know they watch their film because the opening kickoff or if they
0: kick off in the second half they wouldn't kick it or yeah. they would just <laughs> kick a little short one right. so Funny. huh and he uh, WWE or that in MMA Hey, crazy cause WWE I, yeah he yeah. wanted
1: to pursue that in Minneapolis so I think he's still
0: going at it so Okay, wait. No, so WWE, you're talking like the, the I guess what you'd say, the fake wrestling side of things? Yeah. You'd okay. be mad if I said fake. So uh, I can, I'm, I'm sorry. Just yeah. kidding I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to make sure I'm talking about the same things for yeah. a second I was picturing like the UFC side no, of things. No, it's the WWE. Yeah, so it's like yeah.
1: the... The entertainment one, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, obviously there's a ton that go into it, and those right. guys have to work super hard, and it's way more to it, right? Yeah. But I was just trying to establish. So him, I, no, no, that's I, fine. And sorry him, for, him,
1: uh, him, and I growing up, that was our thing too, growing up, because I always liked Stone Cold, yeah, and he liked Shawn Michaels, so we always we'd we'd be messing around playing video games, we'd impersonate, we'd like I'd be Stone Cold jumping off my bunk bed on the top ropes or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so and no, he's one guy I could see doing it, so I, I'm. I always got his back with that, so.
0: Yeah. So they were good buddies growing up, though?
1: Yeah, they were phenomenal, good guys to have around. And um, we always said you got to have thick skin, though, because we always give each other crap, but we yeah. always knew it was in joke, you know? Right. But we, when it came down to serious actions, we had each other's back, and we'd help each other up when we needed it, for sure. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that's what I picture, too. I mean, obviously, you went through a pretty huge event, right? Right. That a good friend will treat you just the same right? exactly and still give you a hard time and laugh they and do. joke and that, make fun of you. they know. do and that's
1: what makes it fun because they're they're good people and they got my back whenever i need it and um but i need the joking thing i can't you can't take life seriously you gotta right. have some jokes yeah. you know <laughs> they they're always messing yeah. with me and stuff so and i give it right back right so they're good people
0: yeah but you've had people ask you that quite a bit if you've battled depression and stuff I've had, years not and, not often
1: but i do have people that you know they um know, how did you get like just kind of how did you get through that? And you know, did did you have depression? I'm like, I, I think it back, I really didn't. You know, yeah. And when I was a kid, I cried because I couldn't do. You know, why me? Mm-hmm. You're a kid. You're gonna have that. You know. Right. when I got to middle school and high school. I got to do what everyone else did. You know, I still hung out and you know, put put the wheelchair in the box of my truck. I drove with no hand controls, so that helped. And I just I went and did things and. Even when I didn't have my license, my friends would pick me up, do this, do that, and right. it was pretty
0: cool. Yeah, right. No, when I picture mm-hmm. again, put myself in your shoes of right. the uh, the coolest part, or the probably the most meaningful parts. Of course, the football side of things, right. but also too is just realizing people uh, that I, I'm Cody. Right. right. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say is that like they treat you just like they would treat anybody else. To me, that's, I feel like it'd be pretty cool to. It kind
1: of goes back to, you know, at work, like, like those guys, they wanted to help me do the chair. And, oh, you don't got to come do this. And it's just like, no, just treat me like one of the guys. Right. I going to do it. And we just had uh, um, storm trouble again back in March. And we had some crews come from down by Milwaukee to help restore power by Rylander. And I, I went and we Um, helped out went out in the field and met some of the guys and i got out of there and one guy goes what are you doing out here i'm like let's get the power on i'm not physically doing the power i'm like i'm here to help get the power on he goes i give you credit man he's like let's do it and i'm like let's do it that's what we're here to do you know right and he didn't treat me any different and he just it's good to have i don't want to be treated differently i really don't yeah only time is when i get good handicap seats for a sporting event or (laughs) a concert you know (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: yeah no that's that's yeah, cool so
1: but yeah it's just, I, I don't want to be treated differently and and people always say i'm stubborn and i don't ask for help and this uh, my buddies will say that a lot quit being so dang stubborn and just let me help you it's yeah like, sometimes you just got to be like all right i'll take the help <laughs> Right.
0: but still i can see this i mean absolutely how could you not be stubborn right
1: right exactly i i, I agree yeah <laughs> You know, like if there's a way, I'm going to figure it out. Exactly. If there's a will, there's
0: a way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's powerful. It's, uh... And then, um,
1: sorry to cut you short, but the one thing I do, my dad always told me, the worst disease to have is feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Um, so I did say that in my ESPN video, and I do live off of that a lot. You don't feel sorry for yourself, you know, move on. Because what, what's good is going to do feeling sorry for yourself. You didn't get that job. You didn't get to play, um... You know, this didn't work out for me. I, this, that, you know what? I, I get you're down in the dumps, but sometimes you just got to recoup. All right, let's move forward and we'll get it done. You yeah. Know? Um, that's the mentality I kind of
0: have. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like you really have a, I mean, again, through that whole process, right. through the football to where you're at, I mean, you're really right. getting after it. You've really approached life with a positive mentality. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is your dad a big part of that? You think, I mean, to instill that message in you? I'd say my dad. Um, But I got to give credit to both my dad and my mom. Okay. um, Because they've had
1: my back since day one. Right. um, Pushing me through, taking me to doctor's appointments. Because we always had to go to Duluth for... That's two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, In my family fought our own battles. You know, recently uh, my dad was on dialysis for, I want to say, four years. And recently this past fall he just had a dual transplant because he was diabetic. Hmm. He got... uh, He was at Mayo and he got a transplant for a kidney and a pancreas. So he's diabetic free. We just we have things that we tackle on, um, you know, and after the car accident, my grandpa had mesothelioma and unfortunately passed away from that and hmm. tackled that on. And, and now my dad had that, his situation. And we just, we take it on and we fight and like, you know, with a lot of the Finlanders in the UP, it's the Sisu and us. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and for it's, sure. it's, it's, you gotta fight and fight and keep moving forward. So, and a lot of people say, you know, the, the, Jeez, you know the Rye family, they had my accident, and my dad's situation. They're like, how do you guys stay in positive? It's like you just
0: got to keep moving forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. Take the adversity as it comes and exactly. overcome it. And, and then it's a lot yeah. easier
1: said than done. I'm trying to be. I'm being. I don't sound like I'm coming off cool with it, but it's it's a battle. You gotta yeah. you gotta go to battle, and you got to keep fighting and fighting. So
0: right, yeah. No, that's a good way to look at. I mean, the rest of your life too. Right. right carry that on forever exactly exactly so it's just keep moving forward yeah for (laughs) sure no
1: it's and i I do live off of that like i said earlier the sorry feeling sorry for yourself that's one thing i go off of so yeah
0: well it's inspiring it's it's unreal thank you yeah (laughs) cody the uh anything else i'm trying to think have you I, i like to end it with like a cool story uh, your favorite time, whatever it might be. But I'm curious, through your story, what you've been through, what you've done, have you had a lot of people reach out to you and say, Cody, thanks for this, or thanks for being such a positive person, or whatever it might be?
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> and you can take that any direction. A cool, best story about football, uh, best story on the hunting side of things, or even you know on the career side, whatever it might be. It's hard for me to say
1: right now, honestly. Okay. Um, recently, you know, I just accepted a new job at work, um, to be a supervisor for, um, electric linemen and the people seen, I, I had a lot of congratulation emails at work the past few days because I hope they saw that I busted my butt to get where I'm at. Yeah. And I think that is another thing that I've shown that I'm, I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people told me, they're like, I knew you had it in you. I, I knew you were going to do it, you know, and I can see it in you. Um, Football, I got so many cool stories that say, you know, really kind of a funnier one is my dad and I. So during the ESPN thing, the Packers gave us tickets actually, not even being a Packers fan. Hmm. But they gave us tickets to sit in Ted Thompson's box for a Monday night game, Packers-Vikings. So we got up there. McCarthy family was to our left in the box. And we had free food, free drinks, whatever we wanted. Um, Got to meet Larry McCarron owner of the Brewers, he actually gave me tickets too. So we went, me and Gottschalk, my buddy Tyler Munn, uh, my sister, and uh, I think that's it. Um, we got to go do that, that was really cool. And we met the owner of the Vikings, um, and they were down by a lot. And my dad goes, well, how do you think the second half's gonna go for you? And I go, like, oh, that, that's the order. I don't know if you want to say that, uh, Ziggy Wolf. And then we um, got to meet Larry McCarran, like I had said, and then at the end of the game, they took me down to the locker room that was cool huh. aj hawk was down there and uh talking to aj hawk and my dad's like what are you guys you know what are you gonna do after the game and aj hawk's like i'm gonna have a couple of beers and i'm like dang that'd be cool to have a couple of beers with you aj you know and he goes when you turn 21 kid we'll do it well i'm 29 i still haven't had that one beer right. with aj yeah so um if aj hawk ever hears this you know i'm still waiting man right <laughs> <laughs> that's just a funny story with that and it was, it was really cool it was randall cobb's rookie year so he was down there charles woodson was down there that was really cool and um i just i hope i you know playing football i passed on things to people to keep fighting and fight for your dreams um one song that came out recently i listen to country a lot um, cody johnson his name is he had a song and one part of the song is um if you have a dream chase it because the dream's not going to chase you back mm-hmm. and you think about that it's so true it just because you got to put the work and it ain't going to come after you you got to go fight that find that dream you're going to push your way to it right you know so i, I that, that song in general is just really good song just for a life meaning mm-hmm. but that quote right there is just so meaningful to yeah me. so um i'd, I'd go off I'd, i actually have it posted on my monitor at work uh, in Rylander. Cause I went to my office in Rylander. I have it posted right there because hmm. it's so true. You got to chase your dream. It's not going to come
0: for you. So. Right. We should, and in closing, I want to tell you as mm-hmm. Dick, and you probably will, right. Or you already know this, but keep that football dream alive. I will. I'm going to keep it going.
1: Um, and like I said, Bayport said, I could come back anytime I want. So yeah, I hope, uh, one day I'll be back there coaching and, um, hopefully make it to stay it again because we got to go back and get that title again yeah right
2: <laughs>
0: but cody i really appreciate it thanks thank for hopping
1: you. on no thank you very much and it was good to have it on here logan and i appreciate it so yeah. it's fun
0: yeah <laughs> hey guys thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed it if you have and you feel so inclined share this podcast with your friends subscribe to the podcast where if you listen and give us some feedback with a review until next time Thank you.